Welcome to Bliss Beyond Fear. Your hosts, Des, a transformational life coach, and Gina Marie, a personal development mentor, are here to help you have confidence, embrace your worth, and find your joy. Des and Gina Marie are fierce friends and lifestyle entrepreneurs that will encourage you to have faith, elevate your mindset, and take action so you can achieve the results you desire. They believe that an abundant life is sustained by overcoming your fears through creating a circle that elevates you and rises with you. Your blissful journey begins now. My goodness, Gina Marie. Hey. Hey. How's it going? It's going great. What are we going to talk about today, Des? We're talking about fear. That's right. Gina fear. Marie, fear. In, fear in what form? Fear in the form of a question about one of our favorite topics, relationships. But there's a there's a specific question. So okay. what's the question okay, let's, that we got today? Okay. Let's play that question. Hello, D&G. I was reaching out to you because I had a question. My question is, I am a 30-year-old woman who has been dating the same guy for the last three years, and neither one of us have ever been married or have had children. However, a lot of our friends are settling down and getting married and having babies. My question is, over time, and as I experience these experiences with my friends, I start to wonder and question about whether or not my man is the one. I notice I've had some reservations and I'm even kind of fearful on some of the things that um, I think about. But in the end, do we ever even really know if the one we're with is the one? Wow. That's a good question. How do you know if he's the one? Whew. Wow. Well, there's a, you know, in, in relationships, there is component, certain components that make up a healthy relationship. That's right. Right. And what we want to make sure to do in our discussion today for the listener that is out there going, I have this question I've got a friend who has this question. I know someone who has this question. We've all experienced it. We want to talk through resources that are going to help you think through the situation. We want to ask questions and empower you to reflect and process. And we, above everything, want you to take action. Action! Think about where you are <laughs> and where you want to be and take action yes. towards that yes. through our discussion. Yes. So, yes. So uh, the first thing we're going to talk about is the first thing that we want to talk about is one of our favorite people in the relationship space. Love him. He is a life coach, mm -hmm. a writer, a YouTube personality. If you don't know who he is, if nothing else, his accent is oh phenomenal because yes, yes, yes. he's British, and his name is Matthew Hussey. Hussey. Oh, yes. And and what we've learned from Matt Hussey, um, I call him Matt. Oh, you know, obviously. Whatever. He's um, Matt. I mean, <laughs> he's Matt he talks me. about the four stages of importance in a relationship. And we think that this is an important reflection point. And I'll just say what the four things are, and then we can dive into okay. them. 
Stage one is admiration. Mm -hmm. Stage two is connection. Stage three is commitment. And stage four is compatibility. Mm -hmm. There's a lot packed up all in that. Right. So so her question was, um, is he the one? And this is a great way to gauge that, right? Um, We personally don't believe that there's one person. No. I think that relationships are work. They're work. And I think with time, you, you, you may think of that differently. If you had asked me at it, you know, 10, probably 15 years ago, is there a one? I had a philosophy in my mind about a Prince Charming yes. based on all the movies oh. that you watch from mm-hmm. Disney, right? You're watching right. all these you know, Cinderella fairy tale type things, you're saying, yeah, there is a Prince Charming, there is that one and you find him and you're with him forever. And then you get into life and that's not the way things work. The one is who you make the one. Right. Because you put in the work. And they have to, both people have to be building Mm-hmm. that castle together. You can't have one person showing up with all the tools and all the supplies and everything and the other person sitting on a lawn chair with their cocktail <laughs> kicking back, you know? That looks good, <clears throat> yeah, honey. Yeah, exactly. So the first thing is admiration, right? And that's that's an easy one because, you know, you that's the physical attraction. Right. Oh. There's a charisma. There's something about that person <clears throat> that makes you do a double take. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if we put it into a real scenario, you're out at a restaurant, a bar, a party, and you see someone and they catch your eye. Okay, yeah. oh, you've yeah. caught my attention. Smells good. He looks yeah. good. Right? And you've got a great personality. Mm-hmm. You're funny. Right. There's right. something. And that has to be there. It's important for that to be there mm-hmm. because, you know, you don't want to get to... I have... Um, I have a client who has, um, you know, ended up with her husband, um, kind of uh, not really attracted to him to begin with. It seems like the right thing to do. Right. You know what? He's mm-hmm. got good teeth. Yeah, whatever. Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, you know I mean I mean? that's great. I used to be great. a thing. Yeah. Oh, Does yeah. she, you know, can she handle the wood? You know, <laughs> you know, and and so, you know, she went for the bad boys and her mom said, you always go for the bad boys. And finally, you get a good guy, which he is a good guy. And you're going to let him go. And she just thought, you know what? I want to be, you know, responsible. You know, he's really good to me. Uh, I you know? Right. And now she's in a little bit of a pickle because they've had two kids. Um, she just sent, um, her last, the youngest one off to college. Now they're alone. And what do you have? She's like, as we've gotten older, I wasn't really attracted to him to begin with Mm -hmm. that admiration. Yep. The physical thing Mm -hmm. wasn't really there. And that deteriorates, right? So when you have somebody that you're attracted to, it's funny. I used to be on dating apps, mm-hmm. right? And I would swipe and you're going by just that I mean, attraction. It is. Oh, that's all you if got. You're, if you're going to a restaurant and they're coming by, you've never been there and they're coming by with all these plates of food. Mm-hmm. Are you going to choose what looks appetizing? Yeah. Or I like to, to pick the ones with the pictures, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, so it's, it's a thing. And you, there's another reference, and just because we're on the topic of attraction, because he starts his book off this way. I was thinking the same thing. You know, which is Stefan, Stefan speaks, speaks, who's also mm-hmm. a coach in the space of relationships, has a book called The Man God Has For You. Awesome book. And, the, and he talks about seven traits that 
a man should have. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, he's one of those being the, the first very one, very first, first one, one is attraction. Attraction. Yes. You can't get around it. Mm-hmm. You cannot get around the excitement of right. looking at that person going, oh, right. You put your hand on your heart and you just, you have a pitter patter, your cheeks kind of turn red and you're like, oh, (laughs) right? Yes. She's a hot. And, and, you know, okay, so in the Christian space, Mm -hmm. because that's that's where I'm coming Mm -hmm. from, um, a lot of people feel guilty about that. Ooh, you know? I don't you, feel guilty um, about that. Either. No. Yeah. Okay. No. I'm so. very attracted to the man that I'm with right now. <laughs> it's important. I think Ooh. about every relationship, mm. committed relationship that I've ever been in and mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. So the reason so, that stage one, it's easy. Yeah. You see it. It's there. Stage two, connection, that's mutual admiration for one another. That's that chemistry that, okay, now we're peeling back the layers a little bit more. Yeah. Now, yeah. Now the connection is uh, like for me, my, my late husband, he was an artist Mm. and I'm creative. Um, I would say that, you know, I'm creative and he was talented. So the thing, the connection that we had was that and the children. We had a huge connection in the space of the mm-hmm. children. We were on the same page. He backed me up with everything. And he, you know, that was a huge connection um, for some people. What are what are some of the other connections that you've experienced in relationships? I mean, for me, I think intellectual mm-hmm. curiosity is huge. Mm-hmm. I'm, I love self-development. I love the space of having an open mind and having being open to different perspectives and opinions. So when I'm with someone and that energy is there on both, so it's mutual. Mm-hmm. It's not like, I want to learn. I'm going to share this book, this article, this video with you. And you're like, oh, what's on TV? I mean, you know, you're that's not connection. We're not connecting and vice versa. Right. That person is like, oh my goodness, Hey, babe, I thought of you because this, you know, I listened to this podcast or I I read this article and it talked about this and it was so awesome. Oh my gosh, you got to read it. And I'd love to talk about it with you and tell me what you think. Yep. It's Mm -hmm. intellectual curiosity as a, as a philosophical Mm -hmm. foundation for something that I enjoy. That's a connection that I would love to have with the person. Huge turn on for me too. The Mm -hmm. man that I'm with right now, you know, we're, we, listen to a book together. We talk about it. There's this, there's an amazing synergy that goes with that connection. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. So there, so, so you have your attraction, you have your attraction, you have your that connection, connection. So as you're thinking the listener out there that's asking, is he the one be thinking about this? So, okay, check. Now we got the attraction. Check. We've got the connection. What's the, next? I would I would argue oh. before I move on to the next thing that those are easier and that's why they're the first two stages. Mm-hmm. You you could have that fairly quickly. You know, there's people who are like, I just know he's the one. It's been like four days, honey. Honey. Okay, honey. Honey. Okay. <laughs> okay. Not even a full week, and you're saying he's the one. All right. Yeah. This takes these next two things take more time. Commitment. Mm, commitment commitment right and ready timing timing oh yeah 
He could be a great guy, but he's like, you know what? I'm still in school. I, you know, just not ready for that. Your priorities in life are different. Mm -hmm. You're at different stages of your life. Not really over the last relationship that I was in. So my headspace isn't quite there. I really, I am attracted to you. I like you. I think you're fabulous. I'm not ready to say that I just want to be with one right. person. It's not you, it's me, right. whatever it is. Right. The point is that there's there's timing in there and there is the conversation that says yes and yes. Mm-hmm. Two people are saying yes. Mm-hmm. The commitment. You want, you want me, in, I want they're you. They're both investing. Are you interested or are you committed? Yeah. They're two different things. There's It requires two different levels of energy. I could be interested in a bodybuilding competition, but until I change my diet, my exercise, that's not committed to going and doing the thing. And so as you're you're thinking about your relationship, think about that. Like, what's the level of commitment? Is he investing in you as much as you are investing in him? Mm -hmm. That's a big thing. Well, and so the question also indicated details of the situation, which is, been together for a few years, Mm -hmm. have talked about the future Mm -hmm. by way of marriage, children, a life together. There's more social pressure coming from the outside, seeing other people doing those big life events, having kids, getting married. And if that process is slow and you feel like there's an arrival point of those things that you've talked about, then are you having a conversation about what that looks like to you? Right, right. What does that look like to him? And are you on the same page with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, we encourage you to be honest with yourself Absolutely. as you're reflecting on this mm-hmm. and think about that. I think that the next one is the hardest. Mm. It's so hard. And it's compatibility. Can two people function well together? I'm of a belief based on my own experiences, things that I've seen in people that I've coached, that if you are not philosophically on the same page with really big ticket items, this can go south over Mm -hmm. time. And I like to use uh, an example that can make or break a lot of commitments, marriages, and that's money. Mm. So... And I use that example because you can you ha- can have extremes where you have a spender that any dollar they get in their pocket, they can't wait to go and buy the next thing. And you've got another person who's more of a saver and they're like, you've got to really think through big purchases. You can't right. just willy-nilly spend money. And in the beginning, you might tell yourself, you know what? This is not a big deal. We can manage this and we can work through this. But over time, if philosophically those two people don't budge and, you know, the yes. saver person is going, we never have anything on right. our bank account. Right. We can never achieve mm-hmm. the goals that we want. We right. can't buy the next thing because you're spending it all right. on frivolous things or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Philosophically, over time, that can be a disaster. So that's, to me, that's one example Well, and of I, many. I do, I think that having the opposite could actually be okay. Mm-hmm. The key is you have to be willing to be in a space where you're going to manage that together. For instance, I might be a spender by nature and mm-hmm. he might be a saver by nature. That can help me. 
I might be able to help him loosen up. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have to be a make it or break it thing as long, you know, opposites can be okay in that as long as you're figuring out you know, is how there, is there a happy, to manage Is there a happy that? medium? Mm-hmm. Is there a willingness on the part of both parties right. to move somewhere in the middle? Yes. Okay, honey. Every, you know, let's right. decide that if mm-hmm. it's, we, A, we mm-hmm. always communicate because that's a, that's a, the key right. in relationships is communication that if there is going to be a spending splurge, let's yeah. talk about it yes. and see if we agree. Yes. And, you know, so there, there is a way to, to have that, but you know, then there's. And compatibility in regards to how do you deal with conflict? Ooh. Right. And there's such a great reference for yes. conflict. Dr. John Gottman mm-hmm. talks about the four horsemen of the apocalypse being criticism, defensiveness, contempt, and stonewalling. And he did a study where he took newlyweds and put them up in a, 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 in a bed and breakfast. It looked like a bed and breakfast. And, and he actually like what they watched their facial expressions. They, they took like urine samples. They took their blood, like heartbeats and everything and literally studied these things, Mm -hmm. watched how they handled conflict through this period of time that they were staying at this little, you know, bed and breakfast thing and realized that he can tell within 97% accuracy if you'll get a divorce Mm -hmm. within the first, you know, three minutes of meeting somebody because of these things. Yeah. If you have the components of this, so arguments are going to happen. And I think a lot of people think, oh, maybe he's not the one because we argue all the time. Mm -hmm. It's how are you arguing? Are you, and the way he describes it is, are you a master or a disaster mm. of your of your arguments yes. of your because yes. his so just to back up a second, Doctor John Gottman is a psychological researcher and clinician. So it's nice because you've got another perspective. You know, there's coaches right. who work in the space, so they have expertise based on over and over clients that are right. dealing with the same issues. Then you've got this perspective of someone who's actually studied scientific, scientific couple mm-hmm. after couple after, after couple. couple after couple yes. and is is really honing in on these facets that make relationships work mm-hmm. or not work. And so conflict is hard. And he talks about how 69% of arguments are never solved. They're actually perpetual, mm, but it's how you how work through those things. You know, messy person, clean person. Can it work? Yes. Mm -hmm. But how you work through it with love and Mm -hmm. admiration. Mm -hmm. Honey, is this another pair of your socks in the middle of the floor? See, that's going to be me. When the hamper. It's going to be me. The the man that I'm with right now. The hamper's right there. Oh my goodness. He, he, his space is so clean all the time, super minimalist, right? Mm-hmm. I come from a scrapbooking background. I've got stuff everywhere. And I'm like, okay, that's going to be a thing. It's I can thing. see that. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a thing. We're going to get ahead of that. If ever this is something that we're going to do in a, in a permanent space, how are we going to deal with that? And I love that he and I can come to the table and go, okay, what's a solution? Well, honestly, if we ever got married, one of the solutions because I like to think out of the boxes, we may never live together. Yeah. When I first tell people this, they're like, what? Hold on. Hey, so you, you know what? You know- <laughs> there's, there's nuances in relationships. And we're, you know, one of the things that's important is we're not professing 
a right way. Yes. We're saying there, yep. there are all kinds of mm-hmm. shades of gray, yes. nine yep. ways to yep. skin a cat. Mm-hmm. So you do what works for you, but there are some fundamental principles to evaluate mm-hmm. for you to understand if the person is somebody that you're willing to spend years, right. you know, right. an extended amount right. of time with mm-hmm. people want to say forever till you die, right. whatever that, whatever that looks yeah. like for you. Um, conflict is a huge aspect to understand because, and and it's interesting because of all those four things that Dr. Gottman talks about criticism, which is complaining and making your partner feel defective. And then defensiveness is when you meet complaints with a counter complaint. So it's Mm -hmm. basically a conversation of just complaints. The third thing of contempt, he says, is the best predictor of divorce. And so, or you could think about breakup. If you're not married, it's, you could say breakup. Contempt. It's, It's when you have disrespect and you act superior to your partner with direct insults. Ugh. Direct insults. Yeah. Okay, so I will admit Ooh. and that that was something uh, Jeff and I, my late husband, I mean, I would do that. I would do that. There was a time in our marriage where I completely would disrespect him. Not proud of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I was raised in a home where my mom and my dad Like my mom on a regular basis would be, Albert, you're such an ass in front of people, Mm. you know, and that's something I struggle with. When, when people feel like they're brought down a notch and a notch and a notch Mm. because they're told, Mm -hmm. you know, well, I don't expect anything else because you're pretty much useless. I mean, these comments that brings someone down to a point that they basically feel like they're not enough. And there is a physical reaction in your body when you do something Mm -hmm. like that to somebody Mm -hmm. that changes your cells and makes you higher risk for diseases. I mean, it's it's a physical thing. He talks about it. And here's the two other messed up things about contempt. And, you know, why we're lingering here is, is this one is you hear something enough and you start believing it. Mm. You're like, oh, "Oh, okay, well, I, yeah, I must just be a loser. So then you become defeated. Yeah. You feel complacent. You feel disabled. But the second thing is that you believe it because now everyone else is hearing it right. because it's in front of people. Like it could and be, you know. And then you start being it. Yeah. You're like, yeah, eh, it's well, that that's what, you know, I'm being told. So yeah. it must be this. So yeah. that that's dangerous. And then stonewalling is emotional withdrawal from the conflict. It's like someone's talking to you and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. you know, they just or, ordered a touchdown. Or yeah. it's, it's, they just don't, you know, I'm just not going to talk about it. Yeah, I just you j- you you literally it's tune ghosting out. Ghosting yeah. now. <laughs> Think that happened to me? Yep, there was a conflict. We didn't talk about it. I just didn't he hear just from him again. Ever, <laughs> ever, and ever. What the heck? But so there's. Can you relate to that, listener out there? Right. That's an example. There. And so, so with the with this element to think about, think about your conflicts. Sit there for a minute and think, what does the argument look like that we have, and I I almost guarantee that they're mm-hmm. about the same things mm-hmm. because that's 
how it is and think about if you manage them in a healthy manner yes. with respect, with love, with admiration, mm -hmm. with questions. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things, Jean Marie, that I admire so much about you, because this is relevant in it, not just a romantic relationship, but in friendships and you know, familial relationships is asking questions. Yes. You know, yes. Um, how does that make you feel? Yes. Asking a question when you know that there's tension allows the person space to speak their piece, share their perspective, have more of an open tenor about them mm -hmm. than if you're, you know, yelling, yes, <laughs> screaming. Yes and dictating yes. the situation. Can I share a couple stories? Yeah, I'd love it. Okay, I'd like to share a story about um, the kids growing up. Mm -hmm. um, I used to speak on parenting, and when Jeff and I would come in a conflict, he did have a different style of dealing it with the girls. Typically, you know, he would come in and he would talk to the girls and talk to the girls and talk to the girls and talk to the girls. So long, and go over and over, what were you thinking about this situation and that, and lecturing. And you know that after a while, their eyes are glazed over, they're just going, they're looking at him, and they're hearing him go, right? Yikes. So that's when, when I came up with the whole, you know, ask questions. I learned that if I asked them a question, and it would look like this, Sienna. Did I tell you to clean your room before you went out to play? Yes. Did you clean your room before you went out to play? No. When you are told that you're supposed to do something and you don't do it, what happens? I get disciplined. Okay. So you did not do what you were supposed to do. So you're now making a choice. Instead of making the choice to clean your room, you're making a choice to be what? And they say it, disciplined. Okay. And there's such a different, and it's short. It's the questions. It helps them think about it. Now, I have to also say that in order for me to be like that, I need to take care of myself. Ooh. That starts there. That's the foundation. Because... In that space, as a mom, if I'm not taking care of myself, I don't do that productively. Wow. I will admit that since Jeff has passed, this has been so hard for me because not only do I not have that buffer and a back, mm -hmm. you know, when you are a single mom, you are doing so many things and you're doing them by yourself, that sometimes it's hard to come up mm -hmm. and come into that space in that way. So I, I think that the, the foundation of that needs to be self-care. Absolutely. Because I am struggling with the girls now, and I am like ashamed of the way that I know better. You know, you know better, you do better. I know better, I'm not doing better. Yeah. So a lot of the time, in this whole, okay, now I'm a widow and now there's this and, you know, I've got, you know, things that I'm trying to take care of and places I want to go is in life and mm -hmm. want, you know, it's just a whole different world. Right. 
So that's that's one little story I'd like to tell in, in that space. Now, here's another. So carrying that over into a relationship, the way that this looks and something that I am so excited about in, in the relationship that I'm in right now, what I do is, you know, you're getting to know this guy, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, you know all the things and all the things. Des is my rock. Mm. Des is my rock on this because... What what she does for me is when I start to see something stirring and those emotions coming up about, ooh, he just did that. Oh, how do I feel about that? Ooh, I, you, ooh, I don't I'm know. Not sure about this. So instead instead of doing anything wrong, I take a step back and and Des and I process it together, and it and it looks something like this, you know, Des, I'm 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 really struggling with George. Mm-hmm. You know, he he doesn't even look at me when we're at dinner. Mm. And then Des would say, how does that make you feel? Yeah, you know, I just, I feel like, I just don't feel like I'm cherished. I don't feel like I'm important. But mm-hmm. you know what? He does all this and he does that. And then, then I would think about sometimes things are situational. Sometimes they're a pattern. Then I might say, is this the first time this has happened? Does this happen all the time? Is it a pattern? Is it a pattern? Mm-hmm. And so what Des, if you get a sense of that, what Des does is she asks me the questions, probes through it. She's not the girlfriend that says, oh, girl, you just need to get, just dump him. Just leave. Bye. Bye. Like, okay, well, let's break this down and understand <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. And because then the next question is, you know, we said from the very beginning, Take action. Okay, mm-hmm. you're feeling this way. Now mm-hmm. you've processed it. You want to come to a place of, and I love when you say this, you know, you be sweet with your words because words matter. Mm-hmm. The words that you choose, you know, if you choose the right words, you won't have criticism, defensiveness, contempt, you know, you won't have those mm-hmm. things. Then the next step is, have you had a conversation? Yeah. You know, do you feel compelled that it's a good time to address it with a conversation right. to make sure. Right. And so what Des is doing for me in this space now mm-hmm. is that she's the friend that doesn't come to me with judgment and tell me what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Because what that would do is next time I have a problem, I'm not going to go to her. She's telling me what to do and I don't do the thing. Mm-hmm. Or if I do, then what happens is, is that it's like, I told you to do that. And then she could have that judgment from when he comes around, mm, you're still with him mm-hmm. and he didn't pay any attention to you at dinner all the time. And you're arguing about this and you're doing that, you know, and, and then now you have your girlfriend and you have your boyfriend and you can't, you can't put them together. And right. I'll admit that I did this with a very dear friend. I got all up in her stuff. She was with a guy that was constantly cheating on her. Mm. She knew about it. And I very boldly, I was, I, I was just, oh, because, it, and it came from a place of love. Mm-hmm. It honestly came from a place of love. But what ended up happening was, I ended up pushing her away mm. because if she's going to be with him, she can't be with me. And and so the listener out there is probably thinking, well, I'm not, you know what? If my girlfriend tells me that her, her boyfriend's cheating on her, I, you know, I'm not going to support it. It's not that I should have supported it. Mm-hmm. I should have helped her process it, mm. strengthened her, yeah. built her up, mm-hmm. been sweet with my words. Yeah. 
and and get her to a place to where she's ready because a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. Amen. Like you're, you know, you can't make somebody do that. So in, in a friendship and you, and you come in that space and you start doing that, you're just pushing everybody away. Why why do they say you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Everyone has to arrive to that place themselves. You know, if somebody is going, um, an abusive relationship and they're continuing to get emotionally abused or physically abused, Mm -hmm. there is some turning point, despite what everyone else may say, that is within them that says, I'm done. Yes. I'm going to stand on my two feet. I'm going to do what I got to do. But they have to arrive there as as friends, as supporters in people's lives. You're there to be just that. It's not about judgment. Yes. And so, you know... Oh, so, so after, after Des helps me process Mm -hmm. that, you know, we, she helps me take the emotion out of it. I'll come to her. Sometimes she comes to me and I go, just take a breath, Des. Okay. We got this. We got this. All right. Okay. Tell me what's going on. And, and, Mm -hmm. and, and I'm that rock for her. She's that rock for me. It's going to be okay. And then she's like, yeah, you're right. All right. Let's look at this. Ooh. How can how can we? Where are you at? With where this? are you at? Where do you want to go? And then help her, right. you know, get to that place. What now, do you What do you want the outcome to be? So she does this. So she's like my coach, and she's got my back, and she loves me, and she's like, you know, she gets me all where I need to be. Then I go to him, and you know, I I'm in a calmer state, and I come to him, and I say. How am I doing in the relationship? Mm. And I came to him and I'm like, how am I doing? Now, the, the man that, that I'm seeing right now just vibes at such an awesome level. I just absolutely love it. It's one of the things that is just so endearing to me and such a turn on. He, he actually has written down all of the things that he wants in a woman. And I checked all of those major boxes mm-hmm. off as far as, you know, I don't have them all memorized, but it was like, you know, takes care of myself. He makes him feel appreciated, uh, is self-aware, is self-reflective, is, you know, all of these things. And so I asked him, can, can you pull that out? Because here's the thing, listener, you got to be careful because when you start pointing your finger at somebody, mm-hmm. you got to watch how many fingers are coming back at you. You know what I mean? It's like, ooh. You know, yeah. so I wanted to make sure that we were all right and, and, and come in humility because my heart is conflict resolution. We're going to get through this. I mean, I want to work in this relationship. I am there. I want to know how am I doing? So, you know, I said to him how, you know, and it's interesting because we sat there across the table at first. It was like, no guy likes to talk when you say, Hey, we need to talk. I was like, Ooh, Ooh. I would, I didn't say that. I said, let's go to coffee. Okay. So I do have an agenda. Okay. Can you pull that out? You know? And so I'm like, how am I doing with that? And so as we were sitting there, you know, his facial expressions started to like soften mm-hmm. and I made sure to touch him, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, I'm touching him, which I think is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Can I get, if my kids ever hear this, they're going to freak out. But I, <laughs> one of the things I used to do when I was arguing with Jeff, like if I knew I was wrong and I did something wrong yeah, and he'd be like, all ticked off. Yeah. I just like flip up my top. <laughs> and then he'd be like, all right, I'm good. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. So I made sure. So we're in Starbucks. I wasn't going to do that. But anyhow, we, <laughs> I, I was holding his hand and, you know, I came with humility, yeah, with a plan, sat down, we talked, went through all of the things, asked him the questions. And there were some things he was like, you know, actually here, you could do a little better there. And because I was asking for that, mm -hmm. then we were in that space and, and then it was, it was a good talk. Yep. Yep. And we, and we, and we went away stronger for it because then I could say to him, he's like, you know, how am I doing? You know, it, am I making you completely happy? I'm like, well, you know, I'm trying, I'm really struggling with this one area and I'm not quite sure how to, how to deal right. with this. But so in your story, Ooh. the point is that you are, you have reciprocity and before you go hard charging on this observation that you've made mm -hmm. and potentially some assumptions that mm -hmm. you've made around it, which you should read the four agreements because it talks about how you shouldn't make assumptions. Yes. Um, is that you are now coming with your authentic self to say, I'm going to start with me. Yes. Let me make sure I have myself in check. Put that oxygen mask on yourself first before you're going to go fix Right. And yep. then I'm, and then let's open because now mm -hmm. you've opened a space of safety where they're given an opportunity mm -hmm. to talk about how you're doing. And then now the door is open. Yes. Now you, the door is open because the defense is down, the weapons are down, right. there's not a shield, there's not a sword. It's like, okay. Right. It's not a conversation of contempt and defensiveness yeah. and criticism, it's a productive, healthy, you know, diagnosis of where you're at. And how you're doing. Yeah. It's a check-in. Yeah. And I think it's important for couples to check in. So the takeaway here is, are you checking in? Are you having conversations that when you... So if you're asking yourself the question, is he the one? And you're starting to evaluate your attraction, your connection, your commitment, your compatibility, and any of the areas you're starting to question, are you having those meaningful, connected, honest conversations. Because I'll tell you something else. You know, I've seen this of relationships too. And it's not healthy when you are not fully having the conversations that need to be had. You're telling everyone else, but you're not telling that person. It happens in business all the time. The person goes and says all these things about their partner. They're this, they're that. They they lack ambition. They, they've totally lost it in their looks. They've da, da, da. They're this and that. I can't, I can't get them to do anything. It's awful. This and that, you know, and, and same thing. I mean, this applies in all areas of your life. I'm, I'm working with this person at work and I, I can go on and on. Right. And they're telling everyone else, but the person that needs right. to hear it. Right. Now, let me make this clear. When I go to Des, mm -hmm. it's to process it. It's not to... With with the intent that our conversation, after our conversation, I'm going to take action right. to and you're go gonna, do that. But, and you're going to have Not it. in the space yes. of like you're saying to gossip, the or, gossip. To, or to complain. And it's so that you can do it productively. Mm -hmm. So I think it's incredibly healthy for you to share your feelings, your emotions with your circle. That is a healthy circle that will help you do that processing. So when that day comes that it's time for you to have this healthy, productive conversation with your partner. It's with humility, honesty, and a place of, I have thought through this. And it, and it comes from a place of, 
this is how I feel. I'm coming to you with love and honesty, and I have some concerns, and here they are, and let me tell you why. And, you know, honesty means so much in a relationship. And communication. And communication. People are afraid to communicate about all sorts of things in, 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 in a marriage like you're not doing you let them in your body and uh, you don't let them in your mind. Yeah. Like you're not seriously? doing anybody any favors nope. by letting them live in a space of mm-hmm. thinking that you feel one way and that is not the way that right. you feel. And how many how many guys, you know, are like, you know, I didn't know. Like I thought huh? everything was just fine. What? How am I supposed to know? But what? And so, <laughs> but here's the thing. And this was great. You know, I was listening to this podcast between Oprah and Dr. Phil. Oh. Love them. Love them. Right? Can listen to them all day long. Now, uh, you know, Dr. Phil was talking about his book, you know, Life Code. And he talks about baiters and, you know, having a negative person in your life. So, yeah. you know, let's say that you're in a relationship and you know that it's not the right one. And, you know, for all different reasons, you know, the only thing that's worse than staying a year too long is a year and a day. Oh, a year and a day, because <gasps> guess what? A year and a day mm. turns to five years, turns to 10 and honey, honey, before you know it. Mm mm. Now what? Now what? Now you really feel oh, like, and you know what? I think so a lot of people just, and then you know they just hang on because they've been hanging on. But here's the, that goes back to the question: Is he the one? But we've already invested all this time. We've invested yes. all this oh, energy. You don't understand? It's I, been five years, and we blah 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 blah, and, blah, 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 blah. So blah. why is it going to be five years in a day? Right. Stop. The person who's the one is the one you make the one. Mm -hmm. And if these components are not working, Mm -hmm. it's time for you to face reality. Right. You know, because it is or it isn't. It is or it isn't, Mm -hmm. you know. I think that we should make this a two-part. I think, you know, there's so much more to dive into this. Mm -hmm. Let's make this, um, let's continue this um, next week. Yeah. And let's, let's deep uh, dig into this a little bit um, deeper. Yeah. I would love that. There's, there's so many, you know, avenues to go here. We want to make sure we're doing justice to the kinds of questions that come to us. Mm -hmm. So you feel empowered and equipped to be able to take that information forward. So we'll, we'll come back just because this is so meaty. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'd like to get in a little deeper with all of that. And I I would also like to say, going back to, I don't want to be misunderstood as far as us talking about, you know, when a girlfriend comes in an abusive relationship, we're not saying, oh, if your girlfriend's being beat, don't do anything about it. I I don't want that to be misunderstood. You know, obviously, if somebody's life is in danger, Mm -hmm. um, but if yeah, in this case, for me, it was, you know, we were talking about somebody. Yeah, it was hurtful, but, you know, right. it wasn't life-threatening. Yeah, it wasn't. Okay. So I wanted to make that clear. I think that's great. Yeah. Time for Gratitude, gratitude Attitude. attitude. We love to have an attitude of gratitude every day. So Desiree, what is your gratitude attitude that you'd like to share for today? I want to say, and I'm going to try not to cry, um, that I am grateful for our friendship. 
Mm. And just how you came into my life as a blessing. And I know that it was the universe and timing. And I believe in that. I really do. I think people come into your life for a reason. And it's been such a blessing. And it is honestly the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, it's, the, it's the kind of friendship that I, I would wish for everyone in the world. Because I think that it's it's so special, you know, when you have that and it's nurtured and it continues to grow. So I'm really grateful for that. Yes, I am definitely thankful for that as well. God, God gave you to me. And um, it's kind of funny because I... I talk so highly about you that I think people think that we're lesbians sometimes. I'm like, that's my girl. They're like, oh. I fell in love last year. I oh. did. Meeting you, I fell in love. I fell in love with you and it was so beautiful. Well, I can't use that one. So my gratitude attitude is I'm, I'm very thankful for my girlfriend, Christina. Mm. Three years ago, we were at church and at the end of a Moms Together session, they challenged us to do a journal and yeah. we journal, right? Absolutely, yes. Um, and I wanted some accountability to that. And I thought this little book, I'm gonna take this little book and I'm I'm, I'm gonna have the heart to, to, to write in it, but I needed some accountability. So I'm big into accountability. So I reached out to my girlfriend, Christina, and I said, would you like to message each other each day something that we're grateful for? And every day for over three and a half years now, um, we have been writing. I mean, even in the hospital, I remember her telling me when Jeff was in the hospital, she's like, it's okay. I totally understand if you're not going to do a grateful. And I said, no, now is when I need to do it the most. Mm -hmm. And we are consistent with that. So, so. We want to ask you listening today, what is your, your gratitude, gratitude attitude? So this is awesome. Yes. We'll, we'll land it here. Yeah, sounds great. So what could our listener do if they really enjoyed hearing us today? Well. And they're like, I want to hear more. Keep well, it coming. Yeah. Keep coming back. We would love for you to rate and review and comment mm -hmm. and share. Rate and review and comment and share. Rate, review, and comment, comment and share. share. That would be awesome. Yep. Until next time, may your faith be greater than your fears. And remember that you are your only limit. Mm. So take action today. Thank you for listening to the Bliss Beyond, Beyond Fear, Fear podcast. podcast.